President Trump's pick to lead the Department of Veterans Affairs is a man named Rear Admiral Ronnie Jackson, and he is facing a series of accusations about his workplace behavior. They include creating a hostile work environment, drinking while on duty, and improperly prescribing drugs to staff. the Wake Up Weirdo Show. I'm your undead host, Belly Up Betty. Hail Satan, I'm a zombie. Spiral out. With me, as always, is Wolfgang Wienerschnitzel. Look at him go. He's eating a hot dog while he plays the piano. There's nothing more bizarre than this show. So many characters. Oh, what's that? Who could it be at the door? It's the late night janitor at the station. Sorry, folks. Didn't realize you're all still in here. I'm a normal guy just doing his job. Of course we're still in here. We're recording the freakiest show ever, broadcast live on the air. It's the Wacky Wake Up Weirdo Show. You're not allowed to drink on the job. Heard that on the TV. It's water. Smells like vodka to me. Party on. What's he got over there? Hot dogs and a keyboard? <laughs> That's Wolfgang Wienerschnitzel. Classic. Greetings and salutations. Is this not the weirdest freak show? So many characters. Hey man, do you want some pills? Y'all are a hoot, but it seems like it's just y'all. I don't see any other characters. Oh, speak of the devil. Hello? Hello? Satan? This is Satan calling from the bottomless pit of fire and brimstone. Some people call it Mar-a-Lago. Hail Satan! You're live on the air with Belly Up Betty and Wolfgang Wienerschnitzel. Greetings and salutations. A thousand salutations and greetings to all. What's up? How goes it? I'm just going to empty the trash real quick and I'll get out of the way. Hey, who's that? That's the janitor here at the station. He's emptying the trash. Wow, so many characters. I know. We're going to take a commercial break. Panacea Wellness Center in Paradise, California offers you comfort solutions for all your mental and physical needs. Reiki healing with Cindy on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Nude yoga with Wiggles on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturday nights at 11.33 p.m. We're here to heal you, hear you, relax you. Panacea Wellness Center in Paradise, California. Must weigh less than 100 pounds to attend. We're back! It's me, Belly Up Betty, and guess what? We've got Wolfgang Wienerschnitzel and Satan's on the phone. Hey guys, this is the freakiest show ever. Spiral out! Satan, do you want to play a game? Sure. Let's play Wake Up Weirdo Mad Libs. I need a noun. Three-legged dog. And now a verb. Exercising. Give me an adjective. Stinky. Stinky. He said stinky. Wolfgang, give me a noun. Rat. I need a verb. Gambling. Give me an adjective. Refreshed. Let's read it. Give me that piano, Wolfgang. Panacea Wellness Center. Wolfgang, you're killing me. There we go. Okay, here we go. As I was traveling to St. Louis, I saw a three-legged dog at the train station. He was exercising his right to be stinky. Yes. After I got on the train, I met a rat who told me he had a gambling problem, which made me feel refreshed. That wasn't funny. You're right. That wasn't funny, far out, or freaky at all. This is supposed to be a weird show for all the weirdos out there, and this is all we can do? A rat with a gambling problem? Are you kidding me, Wolfgang? 
No, 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 no classical music. You're not even eating the hot dogs either. He's just making noises with his mouth. Stop it. Stop it. It's not freaky enough. Cut to the commercial. I said cut to the commercial now! Panacea Wellness Center Son of a, This is the same commercial California we put on earlier. We weren't supposed to air this one, Mark. All your it's not my fault. Not your fault. I suppose it wasn't your fault when you blew your cue last segment either. I told you to cue two different commercials. Now the audience knows we're full of it. You're the one that told me I wasn't actually eating hot dogs. Because you aren't. The show needs some reality or else it's not freaky enough. What was with the Mad Libs answer? You're drunk. It's water, Mark. Are you trying to get me busted? You're pathetic, Mark. You're a professional, and that's what's embarrassing. You know what, Betty? We're almost back, Mark. We'll sort it out at the house. We're gonna sort this out right now. It's me, Belly Up Betty, and guess what? We got Wolfgang Wienerschnitzel and Satan still on the phone. Oh, great, another knock at the door. Are you kidding me? Shut up. Mark, get the door. I mean, Wolfgang, get the door. Just wanted to say I'm locking up. Those pills you gave me landed me on the dark side of the We're allowed to stay here, so... That's all good. You know, turn the lights off when you leave. I know about the lights, guy. Spiral out. <laughs> Shut the door, Wolfgang. Shut it. I can't take these interruptions. This show is a complete disaster. Great, Satan hung up too. Now we have nothing. Knock it off. You've been listening to the Wacky Wake Up Weirdo Show, brought to you by Stamps.com. We'll be back tomorrow. All new characters, so many characters. Hail Satan. Spiral out. Panacea Wellness Center in Paradise, California offers you comfort solutions for all your mental and physical needs. Reiki healing with Cindy on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Nude yoga with Wiggles on Mondays, Wednesdays, and This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end. The radio show, the end, the wacky wake-up weirdo show. So many characters, don't you know? My favorite was telephone Satan. Wolfgang Wiener Snitchell is second best. Can you picture what will be The custodian breaks free He starts his own radio show about bees Meanwhile, I'm stuck with me I'm always stuck with me We have to come up with this stuff. I've always been really curious. Where, where do you get your ideas from? 
This is the group. Oh, good night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? What's that, man? Just, you know, this is the group. Feels solid. Rock solid. And I'm proud to be a part of it. Right, Patch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, man. It's a, it's a good time. Yeah. Ooh, you wanted that one. It's better than a good time. It's the group. Do you agree? Yeah, sure. Let's watch the game. What's he talking about, man? Oh, he's not talking about What I'm talking about is, seems like there's a lot of chemistry here. And I know I'm not the only one that feels it. Right, Mike? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're having a good time. Greg, do you think this is the group? I don't know what you mean. What I mean is, this group of people feels like the group of all groups. Am I right? <laughs> Let it happen naturally, you know? It already has happened naturally. We're here, right now, and it's awesome. And it's natural. <laughs> and that's what makes it so awesome, the fact that it is so natural. Yeah, but like, experience it, okay? Be in the moment. You know what I mean? I will. <laughs> I will. Oh, man. God, I love that. I will. I must have watched that yeah, probably probably 15, 20 times, and it and it's just still so good. <laughs> So for people who are listening to the podcast, the best is going through and reading. Yeah, the best. Say, the best thing is going through and reading the comments on King Bash's website because they're Ooh. like, uh, "Ew, he's weird. <laughs> ew, he's weird, creepy." <laughs> oh my gosh! There's <laughs> like it's there's like it's gross, and they say, and then they like talk about like, "Ew, is that his real hair?" Yeah, I don't know that I'm wearing a wig. Wow, <laughs> they've never been to a growling show. That's not their fault. I love it. That yeah. is such a weird idea for a sketch. I I, I think that I was watched. I, I saw it a long time ago, and I wrote Kyle an email that just said like, it's it would blo- like it's impossible for somebody to write that like unless you know exactly how to perform it. And Kyle wrote back like, yeah, I wrote that with my buddy, but that is like one of the coolest sketches ever, just because of the way it's paced and the way it's edited and everything. It's I love that sketch so much. Does it work Thanks. live though, Thanks, as man. well as it does on the video? Like when you do it in graph. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we did it live first, so like we it had to work live, otherwise it wouldn't have been in the show. We did that in um, Sunday Company, which is just before Groundlings, and um, it actually had a definite origin. It was it was actually one of those sketches, and I this so rarely happens for me. Like this, how how. I, come up with sketches but um it was like a bit first that i was doing I, we were taking our photo shoot for the um for the uh for the sunday company like our photo shoot where we get together we take we're getting our costumes and shoot our characters and stuff and i just kept asking different people in the cast to like tell our director just out of the blue like hey this is the group do you agree like this group of people <laughs> yeah this is the group, like trying to get someone else to agree that this is the group because we're because just because we we're having a good night, we we're having a good time, and I just thought it'd be funny to like try to force someone to think to say definitively that this is the group. The group. <laughs> like, and, then, and then Andrew was like, "You should, was like, we should write, we should write that. That's a, that's a good sketch." I was like, "That's not a sketch. That's not a sketch." Yeah. And then, how would that be a sketch? Like one guy's hanging out, with like a group of people watching like a sports game. I basically just said what the sketch was. He's like, "Yeah, that sounds good. Write that. Let's do that." Oh, nice. Man. Yeah, that's he's, awesome. And he and he directed it too. Yeah, he directed it. Like he didn't direct it initially for the live version, uh-huh. um, but yeah, as you can see, I mean, the live version you don't have the opportunity. Like I think he did such a good job at like those push-ins and the close-ups and the cuts and like so that obviously you get so many more like jokes just by editing something. You know, the way you edit oh, it. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's masterful, man. I I love that sketch. Thanks, man, those are my favorite ones. So, um, and then so this it's nice so talking pe- to you guys. <laughs> 
that's the show and and we're out <laughs> that is the end. it's the five minute podcast love it yeah. <laughs> um but yeah this is just in case you're listening to the podcast i want this is kyle kennedy who we're talking to uh today and he got his start as a stand-up comedian um in chico and sacramento <laughs> And, of everything. <laughs> and then uh, moved to LA and like I think you did a little bit of stand up down there but then like pretty quickly got like really into sketch comedy. Is that right? Yeah, I tried stand up. I was going I was going to like I had been doing stand up for a while in Sacramento and then I was going to keep doing it here in LA. But uh um that took a groundlings class again. I hadn't taken it for a while. I took it again. I was like, "Oh, I like doing this. I like this. this is fun." You know. Nice. So, yeah. And uh, and then you've done tons of other like sketch comedy on the web, like the one, like the uh, the group that we just watched. And um, I was hoping you could tell us about some experiences you've had. Like, what was what's like the best? Maybe like what's the best experience you've ever had with uh, doing a sketch online? And maybe what's the, what's the worst experience you've had uh, doing a, <laughs> a sketch online? <laughs> what's the best experience? Um, there was this thing that. Uh, there was this thing that I wrote called called Little Fontaine, and it was like a Kickstarter campaign for a. Um, it was this thing we I did with the Dust Bowl Kids, which you know is Heidi Gardner and Elliot Schwartz, and then uh, and so we did this. The idea was like to do a Kickstarter campaign, like, um, <laughs> but for but for a web series for the, for season two of a web series. <laughs> so basically, the idea was like this was like for fans of the first season. If you've seen the first season. And if you want to contribute to the second season, um, then give us money because, like, it, you know, from watching the first season, you can tell that, like, we need to, like, become a lot better of, like, writers and actors and stuff. So the whole idea was, like, to, like, get more money to act, to do a better second season, um, if that makes sense. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Because you're like, you're like, uh, hey, hey, Kickstarters, uh, we didn't hit our yeah. goal. We didn't hit our goal of $150, but then we thought maybe $50? Or something like that. Yeah, like, just, so we're just trying. All we're trying to do is like buy buy books on like how to write better, so that like we can do a better second season of this thing called Little Fontaine. Nice. Um, the main character, main character's name is Little Fontaine. But like in that, I did I just did like a stunt where I was like, where I just was like, um, hanging outside of a um, balcony, like three stories up, just like in my arms. And I just, I don't know why I was. They're like, you shouldn't do that. And uh, I was like, just get the shot. God damn it. <laughs> And so I was, so I was perilously hanging by my fingers for my life, just so that I could turn around and uh, um, like shout something, and they could like pull out and do a wide shot of me <laughs> dangling from a balcony. I don't know why that just popped into my head as like one of the funnest times. You said fun, right? What was yeah. the, one of the best? Time? Oh yeah, yeah I just said I just said best, which that was could one be of anything. The best times. <laughs> nice. Okay, and what's what's an example? Times? Yeah, what's an example of something where just things were not not working, or like just didn't turn out the way that you were expecting it to? Okay. Um, oh, not working. Um, not working. Not turning out the way I expected it to. Well, you know, like when you're shooting sketch, like especially if, like like with the group, like we had done it like live. You know? Like that's one of the benefits of doing like these groundling shows. You do things live so many times, and then you, uh, if you decide to shoot one, you sort of know that it. Then the question is really like, will it work after it's shot? Um, and the answer is usually yes, because like it worked at least on stage. So, nice. but when you're doing like when you're shooting something, and it's so stupid, and like you know, we have a ton of sketches online that just like definitely don't work. You can look at them, look at them. And so sometimes when you're shooting something, you're spending hours doing something, 
and you're like, I just don't know if this is funny. And, and you know, you're already taking, I'm speaking for myself now, but like you're taking it a little too serious, you know, it's like <laughs> supposed to be doing comedy and having fun. It's like, if it's not fun, like that kind of sucks, but I don't have it. I can't think of like one particular experience that was like, Oh, this is, <laughs> this is the worst things aren't working. Yeah. But things happen obviously like, you know, always like when you're getting, when, cause I'd edit some of these things too, a couple of times and like, you realize that you didn't have, you didn't get a certain shot that you needed. You can't cut something together in a way that makes sense. Some of the audios, you know, fucked up. You know, that's that's gonna be that can be real a real drag. So it's usually like after the fact where you're like, oh damn it, we didn't. And now we, there's no way we're gonna go back out there and get that shot or whatever. You know. Yeah, for sure. It's a long answer to. And that's not okay. much joy in that. Well, now uh, you're with the Groundlings Theater or Groundlings Company, main company. So I was hoping you could tell us about like how that journey started and and where things are at now with the Groundlings. Um, the Groundlings. Uh, I I started taking classes. Um, uh, when I moved back to LA in like 2010 and uh, went through the whole program and uh, became a Groundling about two years ago. And so I've been a Groundling for a couple of years and. Um, you know, it's just like a really great school and program. It takes a, a it takes a long time, and you learn a ton. And um, as you go through all the different levels, you learn how. Like I learned how to write, you know, kind of for the first time. I've been writing since I was like in a little kid. Um, my, actually, my, you know, Travis Worthner was my first writing partner. He was actually just here visiting. Oh, and, nice. uh, actually, have some, actually have some of the old stuff that we wrote together. Um, but I was like back in like second, third grade, or whatever. Third grade, I think. Um, but, you know, learning how to write actually, like, actually well and that kind of stuff. So, And now what's going on with it is just um, it's been doing main shows. Um, Patty, my girlfriend. Hi. She's down here. What's up, Patty? Playing our phone. Playing with our cat. Yeah. Hey, Patty. Where's Hi. Patty? Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Darren, no one. I actually can't hear you, I guess, because my headphones are on. <laughs> and then this is our cat oh he ran away um <laughs> there she goes um but uh we're doing like the, the newest main show right now so um we're in the middle of previews so we're pitching oh here's the cat oh what's yes. up what's the cat's name that's jw 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 yeah he's real sweet nice J-Dub, that's right. But she calls him stinky all the time because he farts and it smells really bad. Oh, drag. <laughs> yeah, cats fart. Crazy. <laughs> um, so we're doing the main show right now. So we're like pitching sketches and trying sketches every Friday night. And then we're about to go into our preview weekend, which is like four four different shows of um, like not all new sketches. We tried some of them during this, you know, about month long preview process. But uh, we basically do four different shows, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, of all the different kind of new material that we've been trying. And then next week we have our opening, so then the show will be locked and we'll be doing doing the uh, the sketch show and then doing improv on uh, Friday nights at 10 o'clock. So sketch nice. and improv, you know. How, lo- how long does it take to kind of like put together like each main show? Um... Well, how long does it take like, like time-wise, like week-wise? I mean, because we get together and we... Or like out, or like man hours. Um, yeah, like just from start to finish, like uh, kind of because a lot of it you're just you know you're just kind of improv improvising on stage. But do you kind of come up with a general sort of outline of how things are going to go? Oh, we oh we actually write 
we we actually write full sketches beginning, middle, and end. Oh, okay, okay. Pitch them. Um, so we 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 are um, we improvise sort of like if we improvise, we might do a little bit while we're pitching. I mean, we, you know, we feel it out and it's kind of we can add to stuff that we've written yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But like in general, people people bring in fully written sketches, and so the improvising more happens. Um, as far as sketches are concerned, like while you're writing or what, when you're meeting with somebody, if you're kind of talking about an idea, you might like improvise a little bit as the characters, like in the premise or whatever, you know? Um, but then once it's written and, and you're pitching it, then you're just like trying to act, act it, you know, act the shit out of it and perform it as well as you can. Nice. And, um, and of course, once it goes up on Friday night, you know, we only rehearse these things like 15 minutes a pop and, um, before it goes up in front of an audience, um, and then you, you know, and so then you just hope you remember you are off book enough and then you might have to improvise if <laughs> you forget your lines. <laughs> if something goes wrong. <laughs> goes wrong. Um, something always goes wrong, always. So you have a question uh, from the Twitch chat, Kyle. Oh, nice. Yeah. The question is, are you still a big Dodgers fan? Yeah. Who's that from? Does someone know? That's Mr. That, Pickles. That, 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 Pickles, is he back? That, no, Mr. Pickles is gone. That's BD Thrill, who's Brendan Drobny. Oh, shit. Ah, Brendan. <laughs> this is so great. It's like a Sierra Nevada reunion. And then check it out, too. Got, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. You see my, can you see that? Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, we all used to work at Sierra Nevada together. Um, uh, yeah, I love the Dodgers. I, that last game of the, like, game seven was pretty horrible. But, uh <laughs> But, you know, I don't watch, like, if I, I'll make it to a base, I'll always watch a baseball game if I can. I just always forget I forget to during the season. And so I was kind of pleasantly surprised, and I pretty much just jumped on the bandwagon and just enjoyed <laughs> the World Series. And it almost gave me a heart attack. It's just so fun to watch. It's such a crazy series. But, yeah, I love the Dodger, man. Nice. And uh, Boo Giants, I guess. Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, can you tell us about any of the sketches that are coming up in this new show, the new Groundlings show? Can I tell you about them? Any yeah, of them? or just like one or two of them, maybe. Yeah, let me think. Um, I'm trying to think of one that has like a really strong, obvious hook. Um, what am I doing? What am I doing? Um, well, there's one where we're like me and Patty and this other guy Tony Caballero are um, playing like kind of like rappers, like trap music rappers. You know these guys? Like they all like go by like Lil Peep, Little Little DUI, yeah, you know, Little Slide. <laughs> Like all, so they like all go by Lil something, and they like all have face tattoos, and then they all just do like the worst drugs, like pills and stuff. And yeah, yeah. And the, music, and the music is like super, like it's like kind of good I, to me, like just to listen to. Just it's like it's like I don't know what it just like kind of lulls you to sleep. I think because all the drugs. Um, but we're doing one like that where we're like we're at Coachella. We just got off probation, or we just got out of prison for drug related crimes. And then, as part of our um, as part of our uh, um, court appointed parole, whatever plea bargain, we had to like come up with a song, basically like apologizing for our crimes. But instead of doing that, because we like had a realization, like while we were in prison, that like everybody like everybody makes mistakes, not just us. So instead of doing that, we do a whole rap about how everyone makes mistakes, and it like starts with like bigger mistakes, like like Tiger Woods like driving intoxicated and like. Um, and like all the Me Too stuff and everything, and then like the next section, it just escalates basically. The next section, we're, we're uh, we show video clips of P 
people messing up in infomercials. So like all that fake acting of like carrying too many pots and pans and then spilling them up. So we just like rap about how those people are like, you know, they don't got enough hands to carry all the pots and pans. (laughs) And then, uh, and then the third beat is like dogs, like dog bloopers, like trying to catch a ball and they can't. And so we're just talking about how like, it's not just us, it's everybody makes mistakes. (laughs) It's like trap style music and we're all going to have like grills and like face tattoos and stuff. My goodness. Well, uh, so you gotta kind of, you gotta see it to believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was intense. Well, uh, but the last thing I wanted to kind of, uh, show before we get into the Saturday Night Live stuff is, um, uh, Super Mansion. Cause, uh, uh did you write yeah. for season three? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Super Mansion, a lot of people, uh, uh, might not have heard about it before, but it's like kind of a show with like a bunch of big names, voice actors like, uh, Brian Cranston, uh, Michael Key, um, and the, Michael Key. Wh- who else am I forgetting for like voice actor names? Uh, J- Jillian Bell. Oh uh, yes. Chris Pine. Uh, Chris Pine. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Heidi Gardner. Yeah. Um, cool. And then uh, Zeb Wells, the creator. He does some amazing voices on there. Um, and then, uh, and then just a bunch of other people too. Um, Tony Caballero, he's also not, he's another groundling. He's one of the main characters. Um, yeah, a bunch of people. It's really, really cool. A lot of cool voices, a lot of cool actors. Well, here's the uh, here's the trailer that just came out like two weeks ago or less than two weeks ago for uh, season three that's coming out. Former criminal mastermind Thanks. Dr. Devizo saved the life of Titanium Rex. Ah! Make way. I'm a doctor. Seeing as how Dr. DeVazzo and the Injustice Club helped save our asses from a subtopian invasion, they are bona fide heroes. Say hello to your new roommates. Well, that's just the shits. I don't trust DeVazzo, and I never will. Sergeant Agony, I don't feel safe. I can't stand these villains living in my mansion. I thought you and DeVazzo had developed a nice My Two Dad sort of thing. I hate anti-heroes. I mean, pick a side. I'd take a villain over a vigilante any day of the week. I hear that word. Wait a minute. Okay, wait. So is that is that a a, a reference to Breaking Bad? Am I missing? <laughs> am I missing something there? Um, I didn't know I'd be taking a test, counselor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, because I was thinking when he said anti. <laughs> When he I says, zoned, "I zoned out the last part of that." What was, what oh, was, what, when he says, "When he says anti, I'll take an ant," uh, or he says something about anti-heroes, and he says, "I'll take a bad guy over a vigilante any day." But I don't know. It just made me think of when I thought of heard anti-hero. That just made me like think that. of Walter Walter White, and then I thought like maybe that there's this you yeah. know maybe there's this fourth wall joke going on where you know Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah. We we've done that a couple of times. We had like something. Something like that, I think, in the, in the first season or no, the second season. J.K. Simmons like made a guest appearance, and nice. we said something. Every once in a while, we kind of do like a little break the fourth wall kind of thing. Uh, but that guy plays Doctor Deviso. That's uh, Chris Pine, uh, Chris Pine's voice, believe it or not. Okay, he's, and and then is it is it kind good, of is it, is it kind of like the first season that Chris Pine's been in it? Oh no, no, he's been in it since the beginning. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I've only seen a little bit. 
<laughs> I didn't even know that that show existed. Big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's cool. That's you gotta check it fun. out on uh, Crackle. Yeah, it's probably nice. a fun, fun writing gig, man. Oh, it's the best. It's so great. Cool. So great. And now it's in the third season. It just gets like it gets the world kind of gets bigger and bigger, and you know, it's a uh, it's really fun, really cool show. I like it a lot. Nice. Well, it's uh, it's time to get into our Saturday Night Live review. Uh, Cameron, are you ready? Yeah, right. Cameron, are you ready to drop the voice on us here? Yeah, dude. All right, here Let's it comes. Do it. It's the Saturday Night Live recap. Welcome to Celebrity Jeopardy. What are we even doing? And like, why? And like, don't. With your guest, Kyle Kennedy. In a van down by the river. Swing. Feeding my hungry guys. Is that my older brother? Hey, bro. What's up, Beck? What's up, Ricky? All right. So much to talk about this week. Uh... It was hosted by John Mulaney, who I actually didn't really know much about him until like this year, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, but he used to write for Saturday Night Live like back in the day, and um, does he's a really good stand-up yeah, comedian. Yeah, he was head, head writer for us in the Yeah, he was he was um, he's pretty great, and I was I was kind of curious if like. I wonder if if he did a lot of writing for this episode because you know he was in so many of the sketches and um I wonder if you know I doubt he would sit that out. I doubt he would show up to SNL and be like, "All right, guys, I'm not doing any writing this week." Yeah, <laughs> I I think he probably did a lot of the writing this week, but yeah. I don't know who who knows. Yeah, I I don't know either. But um, what did you think, uh, Kyle, of like just the episode overall? Are you there, Kyle? I thought it was great. Uh oh, I think I might have lost lost you. It looks like it kind of froze I heard him for a little no. bit. I think I think, I, his internet, thinking... I think his internet connection is just a little wonky. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Kyle, you there? Oh, he disappeared. Oh, oh, it's. I think uh... he's back now, but he just he left. He doesn't have his headphones on. Okay, here we go. Is this better? Yeah, uh, yeah, much yeah. better. That, fi- that fixed okay. it. Um, okay, so the question was. Uh, I the episode was great. I just watched it. Yeah. Nice. Um, what do you think of that cold open with uh, the Meet the Parents throwback? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for people who didn't see it, what happened is basically like the big news story is, uh, Robert Mueller and is, um, you know, raided, had people raid Michael Cohen's office. He's the lawyer for Trump. And so to kind of do their recap of it, they had, um, they recreated a scene from Meet the Parents where Robert De Niro plays Mueller, um, kind of giving a lie detector test to Cohen played by Ben Stiller. I thought that was kind of clever. Um, just worlds colliding. Um, but the first uh, sketch I want to get into. Uh oh, we lost him again. I think so. Kyle, you still there? I think he's reconnected. Um, oh, okay. But that's okay. Well, he might he... have just he might have flicked on and off his Wi-Fi, and that's why he came back and it was working for a moment. But yeah, now we're now we're chilling, watching some sketches. Oh boy. Okay. Well, this is queued up for when he comes back. 
But uh, cool. for now, we got this backup screen with just you and me hanging out. <laughs> I think his Wi-Fi probably went down for a brief moment. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, okay. he calls back. Well, just to kind of set up what we're going to talk about here, we have uh, there were five different sketches that I wanted to talk about. Um, the first one is the drag brunch. Second one is uh, the school walkout. Then we have the sitcom, uh, re- the sitcom reboot, and and then switcheroo. Yeah, switcheroo was like super funny. <laughs> Just a great idea. And then I don't know if you saw uh, the cut for time. Did you see that Luke Knoll had a cut for time sketch? Mm, the horns. Nope that that made it into the show, but there was a cut for time one where he gets to sing, like a really no long... no I miss I miss that one. He song sings a really long song and it uh, came out pretty good. And then Kyle, uh, just wrote, Kyle just wrote in the Skype chat, "Yo?" question mark. So I think he may... yeah. yeah. Oh, there he is. He's back. Yeah, back. Oh, All right. Welcome back. I try to get a better line to the internet. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay, cool, nice. Um. Is your okay. oh here it's here better. we go, here we go. Cool. Are you downstairs at a cafe now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you got there quick. It reminds me of that cafe that you took me to, uh, but that's just a uh, different room in your house, I guess. Uh, same room, actually. Same room, different wall. Yeah, just just different wall. Yeah, same room, different wall. Okay, cool. Um, so we just we just got done kind of um, uh, going through kind of the rundown of which of the the sketches we're going to talk about. So here's the first one. Oh, cool. Um, okay. That really uh, stood out to me, and it's called Drag Brunch. So basically, the premise mm-hmm. is John Mulaney uh, is the okay. Well, basically, they're this group of people are at uh, this place that's like a drag brunch place where you can get breakfast and all the waitresses are dressed in drag. They're men dressed as women and they will like talk shit to you basically. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I've heard of like places like this, you know, like they have them in like Reno Mm -hmm. and stuff or like Mm -hmm. where it's like just, but I haven't heard about it being like a drag place before. I don't know if that actually exists in real life or if they just made this up. But, uh, I hope it exists. It sounds it sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, the game is sort of revealed about a minute in, so we're going to watch a clip of like how things take kind of a, a dark turn here. Yes, queen, that bag is as fake as my orgasms. <laughs> Trust. And somebody best be calling the fire department about this one because that smoky eye situation has become a stop, drop, and roll one. <laughs> You've never worked for anything in your life. (laughs) You've had everything handed to you. The one thing you haven't been able to purchase is a personality and a soul. All right, bitches. I'm gonna sashay away and grab them mimosas. You guys, this is pretty fun. Oh, man. Uh, I love just the... uh... I just love I love how like the music changes and the look the look on Alex Moffat's face and he's just like what is happening like uh, he does a good job holding this uh, a very like disturbed face throughout that 
Um, yeah, he's a great straight man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Cameron, what do you think of that? Mulaney, well, Mulaney knows. The coolest part about the whole episode was that Mulaney knows how to use every single resource of that show. Like the music was so on point, and so were the like the directing uh, was so on point. Like every single cutaway was perfect, and like every single aspect of the show was super super tight and served the writing and the acting in ways that it doesn't it doesn't sit like that unless it's somebody who's worked there before or who just knows how to do live sketch comedy like that. It was awesome, man. That 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 moment right there was kind of like the kickoff point, like. Get ready! This episode is gonna have a lot of weird stuff like this happening, where yeah. music comes in and we and we go to a close two shot, and it was awesome, man. That was, I mean, that's not my favorite sketch of the night, but it definitely got me like fired up to watch the episode because it was on one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to play. Yeah, I was just like that. Uh... Oop! What's that, Kyle? Uh oh, we lost Kyle. I like that. Oh, okay, you like the sketch. <laughs> I like that. I think. I like it. Okay. Well, here's the um, here's the one other clip I wanted to play um, because the the way they wrap the sketch up is kind of interesting. They, uh, you know, just like basically they reveal that that he's a um, John Mulaney's character is actually like gone through this elaborate ruse to like get back his old boss who which is alex moffat yeah um and it's kind of a weird way to wrap it up so we're not going to watch that but here's just the second moment where you know he gets another chance to take a take a dig at him also i called 911 to help out with the tragedy that is that smoky eye situation (laughs) she will not let go of my smoky eye yo don't forget about gary when was the last time someone smiled because you walked into a room? I can't imagine anyone deriving joy from seeing such an overprivileged husk of a shallow human being. Oh, Kerr! I'm gonna be back with some menus. I don't get it. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. People like me, and it has nothing to do with my godfather being the Dyson vacuum guy. Yeah, so uh, the Dyson vacuum guy. I don't, I don't get that. But is that a oh Dyson vacuum guy? So there must be something called Dyson vacuums. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh oh, I think we're we keep losing you, Kyle. It's like a bad internet connection or something. Uh. Oh, and you're back. And you're gone. That's too bad. This was working so well in our uh, Skype test. But the show must go yeah, on. Um, what's on next? We got uh, the next sketch I want to talk about is called uh, Walkout. Oh, we can see him now. Is it better? Yeah, uh, yeah you're back. Well, just let me say one thing about the Dyson guy, okay? Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just, just going to say, well, first off, I think the Dyson guy is just a He's the guy who sells Dyson vacuums. You know, he's, he's like the uh, spokesperson. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. So, so, so basically, the joke, the joke is just that the guy has, you know, has um, people have, you know, thought highly of him because his dad is the Dyson guy before, and so he's just mentioning that people like him for other re- reasons other than that. Yeah. A little bit of non sequitur. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. It, that's, but... 
That's funny. Yeah. Well, the next sketch well, I wanted. Nolan. To... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's an> old... <laughs> yeah. You just gotta. The trick is just don't think about it too much, and uh, <laughs> you'll enjoy it. Um... Nolan's gonna wake up in the middle of his, in the, of his sleep tonight, and he's gonna go, Nice. I know. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's that that happened to me the night of the show, so I'm sure it, I'm sure it'll happen again. Oh, Zeppotap is going to read. Didn't know who the Dyson guy was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still don't. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse to. <laughs> Refuse to learn. Oh, boy. All right. Next sketch is uh, the the high school walkout. So, um, yep. so in this sketch, John Mulaney plays kind of like the. Uh, you know, sort of like sort of a, a student leader, um, and he's got this idea to do a walkout, you know, to protest gun violence. But then something happens. Great team. Oh no! Don't make eye contact and rub the shoulder at once. And okay, it's happening. <laughs> Twelve o'clock. Everybody, stand up. No, wait. Maybe we shouldn't stand up right now. You don't want to stand up against gun violence? Not at this specific moment when when I'm wearing mesh shorts. Yeah, so uh, that's that's sort of the setup is that uh, poor John Mulaney um, is unable to unable to follow through with this uh, with his mm-hmm. his mission. Um, yeah. What do you think of this sketch? Lord, ha- Lord, have we all been there before? Yeah. Yep. That was great. <laughs> it was such a simple, you know, idea, and they just hammered it with jokes. Doing yeah. what they do. It was a good um, one. Yeah. And everyone kind of has their own, like, idea of, like, why he won't stand up. Like, A.D. Bryant uh, offers this um, interpretation of why maybe he's changing his mind about the movement. Clear what's going on with Gerald. Oh, no. What do you got, like, a side view or something? Gerald <laughs> thinks that the media has been giving all the coverage to white schools. Ooh, yes, I like this, yes. <laughs> Ignoring the people of color who face violence at higher incidences. Yes, they do face that. Keep talking. This is good. This is good. Great. Then, Gerald, you lead this dialogue on race. Stand up without holding any books or jackets in front of you. And you march straight down to Thurgood Marshall Public High. And you say, fellas, I know this thing is hard and upsetting. And it's pretty darn crooked. But if we roll up our sleeves, we can beat it together. I'm gonna pass. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, so great. Yeah, that was a good. I just thought that was a good run uh, by eighty. My favorite part of that sketch actually is when uh, Kate McKinnon stands up and talks about all the different people from her land in Sweden and one giant. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! I like was about to do it. I just liked her saying one giant. Like they all, there's one giant in Sweden. <laughs> they all know about. <laughs> yeah, she says something about. We, we should just watch it because I think it's the very next thing. You can tell she's she's kind of winding like up. She's she's winding up right here. Uh, yeah, here here it goes. Listen, friends. I know I'm just a foreign exchange student. Okay, but in Sweden we have no guns. No shootings and no sunlight. We sit year-round in total darkness eating fish that is rotten on purpose. So America should just become like Sweden, an ice-covered nation of 1,200 people and one giant that we call Tefrogazer. Anyway, come on. <laughs> There's a look on her face. That's as she another said. one of those weird throwaway. I think John Mulaney has a lot to do with this writing. There's a, lot of, there's a few jokes like that that are just mm-hmm. tag-ons that... 
Yeah, are super very super wordy. Really wordy, yeah. yeah. Very sort of, you know, tickle your mind at the very end mm-hmm. of a sentence kind of jokes. You know what I mean? Just to make you go like, what, what was that? And then you're next, you're, ne- you're into the next section of the sketch before you know it. But yeah, that's he's another so good. Moment. He's so good. It's kind of weird. He's, he's so good that my dad uh, sent me a text, sent me a link to his monologue. And he like never, <laughs> never, never exchanged any texts about SNL or links or anything like that. And he just like sent me a link and was like, "This guy's a madman." I was like, "Yeah, he's good." <laughs> oh, your dad. So your dad was so impressed with SNL yeah. with John Mulaney's SNL monologue, he decided right. to break break the silence of of content yeah. sharing. Really to... break the silence. Really break the silence of a of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was going to be that dark or not, but yeah. I certainly don't share content with the with my dad, regard unless it's like a, a Cubs baseball playoff highlight. Yeah, <laughs> nice. no, no words or emotions. <laughs> nice. It was yeah. a killer monologue, though, right? Yeah, cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> you have to admit, dude. Like, no, perfect. Was... Yeah. Stand up, stand up comedians monologue. are usually the best. You know, just you pretty, can. They're pretty good at talking. Yeah. You can count on them for a quality like longer, you know, usually kind of a longer monologue too than usual. Yeah, they're kind of in their element. I like how they take the mic too, you know, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I, I normally don't notice that, but I feel like I noticed that with John Mulaney, like when he pulled out the mic, I was like, is this. I kind of noticed it too because someone, someone handed it to him, which I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that, but. Yeah. Is it, is it, it was interesting. Maybe, maybe it was just like. He's more comfortable with that because I feel like I've seen stand-ups not have a mic before too. Um, yeah. During the monologue. Yeah. Anyways, uh, here's here's kind of the outro to this sketch. Um, how how uh how things kind of end up working out for John Mulaney in the end. We can walk in three, two. Oh, hi, Principal Anderson. Every other classroom is outside. What's going on in here? Sorry, I had to delay us a little bit. Oh, so you're the little troublemaker, huh? You're the little bad boy. Uh, huh? Sits back with a vengeance. <laughs> You're the naughty, 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 nasty. Hold on. I got to step on this bug with my stiletto heels. And it took God. care of itself the other way. All right. Let's walk out, everybody. <laughs> and so. it took itself the other way. Yeah. That, that means he, like, that means he, he, he ejaculated very and got soft very quickly right Is that what happened? <laughs> i guess what i happened? i interpreted that as that like he was like it was back with a vengeance and then he just became and then it went the other way like it's it went inside of him kind of thing yeah well, yeah yeah no but like he just got so disgusted by the the stomping of the bug that it just that it crept it, up inside of his body and then yeah yeah inside <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the whole, that was the whole joke of that is like you kept going back and forth, right? It was like down, up, down, up, down, up. Yeah, yeah, and then inside. I liked the, the gun. I liked Moffat's uh, Alex Moffat's gun thing too, but I guess we just would end up watching the whole sketch if we went back and watched that. Oh yeah, no, that was that was a. Um... That, had my fa- that had my favorite line in it. I didn't I didn't speak for two years, and then my first word was guns. Yeah. <laughs> We should we should we should watch that. That was actually like one of my favorite parts. Let's see if I can. Oh yeah, here it is. That is a good part because he's talking about the hunting experience with his dad. Yeah. I didn't speak. He's also school. he's also like not. Uh, they're also all like they're in high school, I guess, right? Yeah. 
they're all just like <laughs> oh just like their age which is pretty funny <laughs> yeah there's a like wet hot american like, summer there's yeah, a wet totally. hot american summer kind of goof going yeah, on yeah that's here, a great right? that's a great call <laughs> well here's here's alex moffitt's run equal time oh wait actually there's a longer setup here frankly i'm double booked <laughs> I know why Gerald's sitting, because he's not a snowflake. Oh, no, Lance. Yes, Lance. Equal time. <laughs> yes, I'll never forget the first time, time my old man That's took so me great. hunting. I was such a baby. <laughs> I wanted to stay home, wrap a towel around my waist, and play lady restaurants. Instead, he dragged me weeping into the woods and made me stand there in the rain holding an AR-15 until I turned a gopher into red dust. Two years later, when I finally spoke again, I said, guns. <laughs> and then cut to Keenan, fire up and the then he said, And then he says, would you like to go to the counselor's office? And he goes, yes, I would. <laughs> Keenan knows. Fire up the bug eyes, Keenan. We're going to cut to you after this yeah, one. Yeah, best, best cut to man of the business, no doubt. <laughs> Nolan right. used to say that. Nolan used to say that about Bobby Moynihan because we yeah. used to watch oh, yeah. him. And Nolan was like, "Dude, fire up the bow guys for this one, Bobby." Yeah. <laughs> he is, yeah, he's the best person to cut to for a reaction of all time. Oh yeah, he's great. Um, next sketch is uh, Switcheroo. It's a it's about sitcom this is, this re- my, reboots. This is my personal favorite. Nice <laughs> Switcheroo. Just, such a great title. I just love how the theme song just takes like a dark turn all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of expecting that, you know. You're kind of like, when are they going to address that? Wait, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, Nolan. You love the joke of the scene? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> Would uh, you believe? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, here's there's two? well, there's two there's really two uh, two like great moments in this sketch. We'll we'll play through them both. But here's here's the first one. How much more? Let's take a look. He thought being a kid was pretty tough. He thought being a dad was too. Then a witch came along, did a magic spell. Witch. And now we've got a switcheroo. No one knows your secret. Guess they'll have to keep it. What they gonna do? It's a switcheroo. Dad goes to school. Son goes to work. And the son has sex with the mom. <laughs> Yeah, dude. What you gonna do? It's a switcheroo. Right. It's funny. It's like it almost feels like they're confused of like who's who because like like the dad switches to be the son, right? But he's still the dad in the son's body, but he's suddenly not attracted, you know, to the mom anymore uh, or something. I don't know. No, wait. You're, I think you're confused because they switched wardrobe. So, like, the son is in the dad's body, but he's wearing his kid's wardrobe. Yeah. And I think they just did oh, that. Oh, so okay, 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 okay. Because we're watching such a short sketch, I feel like it's like we need to just see see that so we can kind of quickly remember what's going on. Yeah. It turns out... But in reality, of course, they keep their same clothes. If it was if it was in a movie, we'd have the, the benefit of time to be able to get yeah. used to, to act to the idea of what's happening with the switcheroo right so that makes sense yeah absolutely and uh and what so, a boring and if it, do, and, if it do, <laughs> and if it doesn't 
Uh, we got one more chance for it to make sense here, but this is they show they only showed like two scenes from the actual show, and then the rest of the sketch is them just talking about it. But here's the second scene. Yeah. Roll it. Serve, serve. Honey, where have you been all day? Uh, I went on a shopping spree with dads. I mean, my credit card. Well, you remember it's Wednesday. Oh yeah, macaroni night. No, it's our night to try. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, now now I get it. I was I was to try. I was confused uh, because it is the sun because you, you got you got your brain switcheroo. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, that was just a funny sketch, That's and great. it it goes on like because like this the whole like premise of the sketch is that like. It, they're doing a reboot of the show, but they can't get the original cast back together because the son is disturbed. The guy who played the son is no longer in the business, as you can imagine, probably from being <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. disturbed. It's always the kid, it's always the kid actors who are no longer in the business, right? Yeah, but that this one um, this one definitely stood out to me. I could have seen like just like six or seven more clips just various ways in which the his mom is asking for sex <laughs> you know what i mean like it's, it's, it's just so good yeah that's true they could have hammered, sorry they hammered that so, but you can't bit. beat it's our night to try it was just like the best <laughs> that was really good um i'm not sure if you guys saw this one either um but luke knoll had a uh, cut for time sketch that i thought was actually oh, I see it. worth uh wait I, I just uh, stumbled across this recently and thought it'd be worth checking I out. I haven't seen it, so I'm excited. Uh, so I think it's called like Wedding Toast. Um, but what happens is instead of doing a toast, he, he starts a song. He's the best man. He plays the best man to John Mulaney. And uh, something goes wrong during the song. That's where we will always meet. Such a good voice. Hiding in shadows where we don't belong. What song is this? Living in darkness to hide our wrongs. You and me. You mean her and me. At the dark end of the street. Buddy, what's up with this song? I know time is really Where'd you get a mic? <laughs> Have to pay for the love we stole. Who is we? <laughs> it's a sin, and we know it's wrong. Yeah, who is we? Oh, but love keeps coming on strong. Steal away. You're turning me on so much right now. <laughs> the lighting guy isn't on this. <laughs> the lighting guy. <laughs> so. Uh, this is a good place to pause and just kind of, you know, That's as you can, great. obviously they have a relationship going on. And uh, mm-hmm. what I really love about this sketch is all of um, John Mulaney's little one-liners that kind of pop in, you know, like on just mm-hmm. on the, all those little beats that like come throughout the sketch. And, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, it reminds me of, um, there was a lot of like ans- asking questions very clearly. <laughs> And directly that we're not being answered in several <laughs> of the sketches tonight. Must be a um, must be a, a writing tell. I think it's like yeah. I think he, it's it's been so funny to me. Just, who is we? Who is we? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so wrapped up in each other's eyes. 
Oh man, good for Luke Knoll, man. Luke Luke doesn't really get very much airtime, so he's bringing it. Yeah. Bring oh it. yeah. Awesome I was also with... I was also wondering if like, do you think Luke Knoll wrote this song? Maybe because he's he's supposed to be like the musical guy, right? Like. Yeah, I I, yeah, I would be surprised. Do. Yeah, I bet he probably. In fact, uh, you know, sometimes they like you know they push sketches that were written earlier in the season like to later in the season because they can do it with any host. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who the host is, just so long as so, uh, there's a body in, in that role, kind of a thing. So it's possible mm-hmm. this was written before Mulaney even showed up that week. You know, this actually reminds me of of your song, Cameron, that you used to do, where you like it's a song about like you know. The guy who hooked up with your girlfriend or something like that, like remember that song? The guy on stage. Yeah, yeah, man. The guy on stage. That was a big. Fa- that was a big favorite in Chicago. It's a. It's an open micer who goes on stage and sings about how it was a real mistake for any of the men in the room to have brought their girlfriend to the show. <laughs> That's great. That's great. He's like he's gonna lay it down with all of them. Yeah, and then that he was, starts calling, and then he calls him. He calls out each couple by name, <laughs> and strangely. Their names, the names that are being used in the song, coincidentally, are the names of the people in the room. <laughs> nice. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, it was a, it was a fun bit. It was it was so a closer. Great. It was a real good closer. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're, we're not we're not quite done with um uh, with this sketch yet. It continues to escalate, and I think you guys will like where where it goes. No, he won't. Mark's gonna find us. He has no idea. Mark's gonna catch all three of us someday. Scotty doesn't know. Me and Jack. <laughs> Who is Jack? At the dark end of the street. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool. Jack White played at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's reversed. Yeah, yeah. Totally all of reversed. a sudden, he's 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 formed an alliance with Jack White and his best man, who's clearly doing his wife. <laughs> That line is my favorite. Just like Jack White at my wedding. Jack White played at my wedding. Like he's suddenly very thrilled thrilled with this scenario. Yeah. It's almost like it's such like a quick turn. It's like almost like vaudevillian. It's like so yeah. good old school That's classic. It's great. I love it. I let's love it, let's see if there's I, I wonder why that stuff gets cut for time. It's so funny. I don't know. I, know, I don't know. Can't do them all, I guess. I guess yeah, I guess they, maybe, they, maybe I think j- they do a full like hour and 40 minutes or hour and 30 minute no commercial dress rehearsal right so they have to cut it because mm-hmm. with commercials i really think the show really only lasts about like 65 minutes or something maybe 60 oh, yeah. so they have to cut it from i mean they probably cut like six like four or five sketches a week i don't know the other thing i love from this uh from that episode was um keenan's uh um uh was it uh, Lamar Ball? Lamar Ball. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He does, that's it growing was really on me. Really funny. 
Really I didn't funny. like that at first, but now I do like that. Sketch. It's just the that, it's just the craziest information. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, like a few years ago. Uh, you know, Stefan is just like a vehicle for crazy, you know, words to come out. Yeah, just a string of crazy things to say. It's pretty yeah. fun. Uh, well, speaking of Keenan, we're going to talk a little bit more about him because we're about, it's time to get into our best sketch of the week. Okay, moving on to the next promo. Uh, let's get our next two wrestlers in there. Uh, first step, fellas, you're going to want to rock a quality frag, okay? We're talking cologne, Jost. Yeah, it was tribal, yet futuristic. Papyrus! All right. Good song. Yeah, so... Uh, Good jam. This week's best sketch of the week was... Um, what was it called? It was something with lobsters. Cameron, what was the lobster one? Oh called? yeah, lobster Les Mis, dude. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it's called lobster Les Mis. I don't know what it's called. That's what I call it. That's lobster, a... lobster yeah. Les Mis is the best, dude. I was like, I was like so excited. I almost like jumped up and had to stand up to watch that sketch because <laughs> I was like pumped. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was like all all in. All do you guys in. do that kind of stuff at Groundlings? Or is that like more of like a like a Second City thing, like musical comedy that's like big and just like I don't oh know. no, we do it. Do they do they do that at Second City a lot? I haven't been to Second yeah. City. Yeah, every really. Second City sketch show, main stage sketch show, starts with a big musical, and then oh, every cool. Second City sketch show has a an even bigger one, uh, like forty minutes uh, into it. You know what I mean? Is it like original songs, or do they do, or they do like kind of like uh, what they did with Les Mis, um, like it, parody? It, it, it varies. It varies. Yeah, it's always big though. It's always kind of like a musical theater, like epic, you no know, goof, epic. Yeah, it's always epic. So, yeah, we totally do those. Um, it's not like a guarantee that you'll see one in every show. There will usually be something musical in every show, just like you know, just to kind of like help the variety of the show, but. Um, but yeah, we definitely do stuff like that. I mean, we don't have. <laughs> I mean, the prop department they have at SNL is awesome, and we sort of, <laughs> we sort of build our own props. We have a guy, Paul, who's actually amazing at building props, but he's just one man, and so yeah. you know, he already is, he's already overworked as it is. So we try not to, you know, <laughs> kill him. But yeah, but yeah, we do stuff like that for sure. I think nice. I remember seeing yeah. like uh, at, at Groundlands they had kind of a, a segment where they had to sing songs that were like ballads and. And like, a, oh, yeah, well, we all, a lot of it. I mean, we do musical improv too, so we'll do like a Sondheim, you know, improvised scene in our improv shows often, you know. So, so yeah, we do that kind of stuff, but um, yeah, there's definitely some music, music stuff. I, lo- I love music stuff, I love music, you know. So, <laughs> no, and I love Les Mis. I mean, I love those songs, I love that show, so yeah, this was pretty cool for me too. I liked it a lot. Well. Basically, Pete Davidson here and Chris Red come into a diner, and Pete Davidson makes the grave mistake of ordering lobster, which apparently uh, it's a good it's a good launching off point, right? For this is that's a joke in itself. So it's oh, it's such a specific like like I don't really relate to what he's talking. Like I don't remember ever being in. A, I don't go to a lot of diners like that, but like I get it, I get what yeah. they're talking about. <laughs> you know, you probably want to order <laughs> lobster in a diner. Yeah, but yeah, it's such, a, it's such like a stand-up joke. I feel like you know? it makes right. me wonder if like Pete Davidson and Chris Red were just hanging out in real life, and like Pete Davidson ordered lobster at a diner, and Chris Red was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> yeah, like, he's all high, and he just like has 
lobster specifically. Yeah. Uh, so here's what happens when he order, orders the lobster. Let's see it. We've got an order here for one lobster. <laughs> Who am I? And why am I condemned to boil alive when all that I have done is live my life? And why would someone on a whim choose from all to order him? Who's this guy? I thought that there was an unspoken rule that lobster in a diner's never cool. A diner menu's way too long and half the things are fake or wrong. Must he die? How can you ever face his lobster friends? She's got a good point. How can you ever face yourself again, monster? I've lived here 40 years, I know, and age that lobsters never grow. And in that time, there's been no one to order any crustacean. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. That's great. And uh, you gotta like, you gotta love the showmanship and. The costumes, everything, full commitment, so good. Yeah, it was great. I, I, I couldn't help but think about all the rehearsal that goes into something like that. Just like they, they just don't sleep that week, man, because that's so hard to do that. You know what I mean? Like they had to come up with that on, on Monday and then put it up on Saturday. That's crazy. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, too. Like, I mean, you know, like they, they have cue cards or whatever, but like anytime, especially when it's music for some reason, like it's hard enough going up. And like doing it with like minimal rehearsal, doing the sketch. But when there's music involved and lyrics and singing, it's for some reason it's like it's, it's way harder. Absolutely, they, they, they all seem like they did it pretty pretty flawlessly. So it's pretty great. But like they were yeah. probably all all walking around, you know, all day thinking about that song just to make sure they don't mess up the lyrics. If you fumble those lyrics, oh man, you you I mean you just you know cost yourself the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And like so every single line you can't fumble the lyric or else you're screwed. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's such but, a big elaborate. But what it's you like, can yeah, do, like you think about the the Paul of SNL who put together a full freaking lobster costume and like a yeah. giant tank, and then you're yeah. supposed to remember the lyrics. Like, oh my god, the pressure. It's <laughs> uh, pretty amazing. Uh, Keen is a pro though. Dude. Oh, he killed it! He killed it! It was so great. That beard yeah. is awesome. Like, the, lobster has, the lobster has a beard. It's so weird. Yeah, no shit. That's a good point. Good oh, it's supposed to uh, indicate that he's a fifty-year-old lobster. He's he's yeah, no one, no right. one's ever no one's ever that's, that's right. No one's ever he's ordered him for so long. <laughs> how old how old do lobsters can lobsters live? Dude, they can live? actually, oh, I actually I know, know the answer to this. It's uh, it's forever. Actually, turns out. No, I'm just kidding. You but it's, it's a, a, but you don't know the Dyson guy. <laughs> <laughs> If the no, Dyson I, guy was a lobster, you'd know him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is like 125 years, though, I think. It's like they live to be wow. really old. Um, and, oh, but I wanted to uh, also comment on... Sizzler, they don't. They don't live that long? <laughs> Not at Sizzler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much, much shorter. Um, but I wanted to comment on yeah. Pete Davidson busting up in this sketch because... Uh, I noticed uh, he posted a, like a, scre- a still shot of that like on his Instagram page, and 
and um, kind of explain the reason he's busting up is because he just like really admires um, uh, Keenan. Keenan. He's always he's always posting stuff about Keenan, just like says, says like legend and like you know he just like. Oh, so sweet. He just took one look at him being you know rolled out in that in that tank. Yeah. And, and just like yeah. <laughs> lost it. Um, That's what it always is. I mean, it's always like the more ridiculous, the more ridiculous. Like you know, if a sketch is bombing, obviously it's like hard not to laugh because you just like look around and you're like, we're we're already doing something so ridiculous, and we're not getting any laughs, you know? Yeah. But then also, it's like the effort, like the just the this all the you know all the costumes, the lights, the singing, and you're dressed up as a lobster. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like sometimes sometimes yeah. you look around, you look at each other, and you just go, "Oh my god, this is this is actually the dumbest thing I've ever been part of in my life." You know? Just the tail end of it, Nolan, like where everybody's. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to jump right. Is. Yeah, I wanted to jump uh, oh, yeah. right to the the crescendo at the end, but um, but I also yeah. wanted a, a comment that like I I like to think of this uh, sketch as the um, the SNL's version of Porcupine Racetrack. Have you ever seen that, Kyle? On uh, oh, what is that? The state, remember the state? They did, they did a sketch. Oh yeah, yeah. They did a sketch called Porcupine Racetrack that MTV like asked them to please, please not do, and then they did it. <laughs> well, it's a this long, ridiculous. It? It's just a long, ridiculous musical number with like costumes and song and dance, all about like people going to a racetrack where giant porcupines are racing each other. And uh, <laughs> so this this made me think of that. Um, it's, but, yeah. it's about like ten times more complicated to film on like a technical level the way that they did Porcupine Racetrack compared to this. Like they, it was like it, it's kind of like it was, it's like a, a huge one shot kind of kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where they just sing the whole song and there's a, a ton of things going on that all have to go perfectly right and it's really funny. Why did they ask them not to do it? Because like they didn't think it was funny or is it too much money to to do it or was? I think it I was. Know. I think it was a combination of both. Like it was like um, they're like, hey, you know, because they put it out in their third season, or um, when like yeah. you know, I think uh, there's a story behind the state where like there's the, their funding was starting to dry up, or they didn't get re- renewed for a fourth season, so they just started making all the weirdest shit that like you know that they could because they had nothing uh, to, oh, yeah. nothing to lose, and so that's a good lesson. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. There's there's probably like some really cool books to be written about that, <laughs> about that yeah. whole that whole uh, sort of um, television experiment that was putting sketch comedy on MTV. But uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, so here's here's the crescendo of this. Uh, that's the last thing we're gonna watch. But and then we're gonna get into our trivia quiz. <laughs> Veal instead. Yeah. All right, everybody, let's go kill that baby cow. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Such a sad ending. Yeah, I know. A little, little on the dark side, but you know. But the lobster lives. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so that was our uh, 
that was our sketch of the week. Nice, re- nice recap. Good sketch of the week. Yeah. And uh, next up, I love are you ready to get into our comedy quiz? Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this. Okay. I made it really, really challenging. You oh, did? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yes. All right. Because the, the previous guests were always getting them right, so I, I felt really lame because <laughs> I made these <laughs> easy quizzes, so I might have overcorrected. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's not too bad. I saw it earlier today. It's right. it's okay. All right, here, here it comes. <laughs> All right. Oh, I didn't go to the right screen. All right. All right. It's the Saturday Night Live trivia quiz. And this week, it's going to be about uh, Kristen Wiig. Um, Kyle Ken- nice. one, of Ky- one, of, one of Kyle Kennedy's uh, favorite Saturday Night Live cast members of all time. But oh, one, yeah. of, one of many. Um, so here's here's question number one. Kristen Wiig won the Golden Globe for Best Actress in Musical or Comedy for her performance in this movie. Was it Ghostbusters, Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids. Zoolander 2, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Bridesmaids, or Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids. Cameron. Ding, that's correct. That's correct. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Nolan had to hear himself read, say, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get all the. You never you know. Get, you gotta get all the uh, potential <laughs> answers out there. Yeah, exactly. That's right. All right. Well, we're gonna jump right into question number two. That's great. I feel good now. Okay. <laughs> question number two. Uh, in what movie does Kristen Wiig play a yoga instructor? Was it Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Adventureland, Anchorman? Or Animal House Part 2, forget the toga, it's yoga time. <laughs> Last one's not a movie, I don't think. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I've seen all of those. Um, and uh, I don't think that she... I don't think she was an Anchorman. And I, and I know Anchor, I watched Anchorman a lot when it came out. And I watched Adventureland once. And I don't remember her being in there, but I can't see why there would need to be a yoga instructor in Adventureland. I think it was like... Yeah, no, so she wasn't in that. So, and Forgetting Time Marsh was in Hawaii. I remember, that's such crazy. Like, I remember, wasn't it like Hank Azaria? Wasn't he one of the, no, that was that was a couple's retreat. I'm going to say Forgetting Time Marshall. Final answer. That's correct. Good work. And thank you for explaining your, your logic and using deductive reasoning. That makes that's it so much boring. more fun for me. Was it, was it fun? Okay, good. Yeah, that makes it really fun for me <laughs> <laughs> to we're, watch it all the time. We're kind, of, we're kind of banking on that for this whole trivia quiz segment to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We are banking on it. Okay, hey, we good. should we should say that for every guest. We're like, all right, at the beginning of each question, you need to explain your entire thought process. Yeah. What you it's like it it's like math class. Show your work or you get no credit. Show your work. Yep. All right. Okay, great. Question number three. Going good. How many questions are there? Five. There, there's uh, 20, 20 questions, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This one's tough. In Wet Hot American Summer, ten years later, Kristen Wiig belongs to Camp Tiger Claw, the rivals to Camp Firewood. What is her character's name? Yeah. Is it Dorothy? Is it Katie? Courtney? Or Rachel? 
show your work. <laughs> oh yeah. So I saw. I did see this. I love. I love this. I thought it was incredible. I, I can't. I couldn't believe how good it worked. Yeah. Um, what, what? Hot American Summer. Ten years later. Mm. So oh, yeah. good. Oh yeah. It's like, what is Kristen Wiig's character's name? Do you remember it offhand? No. Have I read that to you? <laughs> you can read it. Friends? You can read. Yeah, you can read her the the answers too. To Patty. I'm gonna make my guess right now, and then I'll. I'm gonna say. Um, let me see. I'm gonna say. Okay, so it's not Dorothy because Dorothy's like you know it's like an older name, and I would think that she'd be playing like so ten years later. So like it took place in the '90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah, 80s. It takes place in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it takes no, place no, in the no, 80s. No, 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 no. It's 10 years later, though, so it's the 90s. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I guess it play, yeah, 10 years 90s. later takes place in the 90s. Yeah. But still, it means that she would have been like, because if she's a counselor, she's like in her like early 20s. If it's in like the mid 90s, let's say, then she was born in like 75, maybe. So Dorothy is out, because that, well, that doesn't make sense for that character. Also, it's like the competing camps. It's going to be like a little bit, like, you know. Little bitchy, to use a horrible word. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's either Katie or Courtney or, Ra- or Rachel. Shit, you can remember, the, remember this? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say Rachel. Which one's like more of like a you know, <laughs> between uh, Courtney and Rachel? Rachel, huh? Ra- Rachel or Courtney? Does she pronounce it weird? You know, she pronounces her name weird sometimes. She'll like say it weird. You know, she's like, oh, "I'm wow. that." Shit. She I'm does that. She does that, great, she does that great bit in uh, "Bra Bra." Remember in uh, she was in. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Bra Bra. Fly the Concord. Bra Bra. B R A H B R A. Yeah, yeah. Bra Bra. Yeah. <laughs> Not Barbara, but Bra Bra. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say shit. Rachel, right? Sure. Courtney. Okay, cool. She says Courtney. I'm going to go with Courtney then. It's Courtney. You're yeah. right. <laughs> I love the hearing the logic there, too, because you're right. She does have like a, an ongoing bit about how her name's pronounced in the in the show, I think. I, I, well, maybe I'm see. thinking of something else, but I think she does like say it's Courtney. Court, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, you're three for three. Two questions to go. Let's see if you can get a perfect score yeah. here. Here we go. Question number four. They get harder. I mean, that one was probably the hardest one. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, just I just name them. Yeah. Uh, question number four. I've name got, three I've, movies I've that Kristen Wiig okay. has done that also featured Bill Hader. Okay. Skeleton Twins. Oh, that was the first one I would have thought of too. Nice. Is, is he, is not in, no, he is not right. I didn't That's, see that. Yeah. I guess I got to see that. Um. Okay. Kristen Wiig has done name three movies. Kristen Wiig has done that also featured Bill Hader. So Skeleton Twins. I would assume that like I'll bet that like any movie she's done like kind of recently has him in it. Um, most of them at least. So I would say also um, Welcome to what's the one that she did where she was like Welcome to me. Yeah, Welcome to me. Welcome to uh, me. I'm guessing. Uh, and then. Uh, Oh, and then probably I'll bet he made an appearance in Ghostbusters somewhere. That's my guess. That's my guesses. <laughs> That's tough. Okay, so I'm 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 double checking here. Welcome to me. I don't see Bill Hader popping up in that one. Yeah, he was busy. <laughs> he was busy. And By the way, have, you guys, bet, seen, have yeah, you guys seen uh, Barry yeah. on uh, HBO? That's pretty. Oh good. yeah, Barry is blowing my mind. That's yeah, pretty good. He's a good actor, huh? 
Well, he's also directing and writing it too. So he's Ooh, he's. I know he's, the writing is the writing is really really good on it too. He's cementing his place in like yeah. our generations. Like he's our generation's That's Bill so Murray good. man, and he's going to be very important. Wow, big talk. That's a big. <laughs> that's a big the big call, dude. Well, Absolutely. You're gonna we're say gonna be, we're gonna be really old. We're gonna be really old, like 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 our dad, and we are going to freak out whenever Bill Hader does anything. <laughs> you might be right about like, that. To me, I, I, he does have that. Like when you see him interviewed and stuff, he seems um, just so jovial. But like, I also feel like that slight aloofness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you might be right. Like maybe, yeah, maybe. He was a hard worker, though. You know what he did after SNL? He just walked into South Park and just said, can I just hang out and <laughs> and learn from how you guys do this? And then eventually they said, well, since you're here anyways, why don't we just take some of your you work. Yeah. yeah, why don't we pay you a little bit? Can I just and hang out? Can I just hang out and work really hard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. It so is cool. We should all do that with South Park. Yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Can we just hang out? <laughs> hey, I'm here. I heard Bill Hader showed up, uh, so that's why I'm here. You know, so hang out. That happens, I, I heard this is where people like, just hang out. <laughs> is that chill, bros? <laughs> so I blew it on this one. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay, because you're still three for four, and there's one question left. Here we go. Oh, wait, give the, wait, give the people the other um, Wow, there's a bunch of them. Like According to this, they're both in... Um, Adventureland, you know, because they both play the park owners. Mm. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, the park owners. Yeah, yeah. And then Bill Hader's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, so they're technically in oh, that movie is? together. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then um, it says that they're both in Paul, some movie. They're they're in Paul. a lot of they they're in a lot of animated movies together. Animated movies, yeah. Oh, they're both in Sausage Party, Ice. Oh, that's cool. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh shit, this one's gonna be tough. I don't know this one. I'll take a guess, though. Okay, well, question number five. Yeah, you get a, you question get number five. I got to read it. Kristen Wiig attended okay. what university? Was it A, Marquette, B, University of San Francisco, C, Emerson College, or D, University of Arizona? Do you know where Kristen Wiig went to college? Don't say if you do. I mean, don't say the name of it if you do, but do you know? A chance? <laughs> First, tell me if you know. <laughs> and then if you do know... I'll be asking yeah, you because, what that because, is. because if she just told him what the college was, there's just no theater in that. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, here's the thing. Okay, so. Um, what's that? It's multiple choice. Yeah. So I'm gonna say not Emerson College because like there's like um, sometimes there's Groundlings students that go to Emerson College, so I, I feel like I would have heard them mention like there's like a comedy department in Emerson College now with oh. like a comedy major, which is so crazy. Oh, I know. Oh. So I would say not not Emerson. And then, um, uh, not, I, I'm just going to rule out San Francisco. It doesn't feel like that's her vibe. I, I feel like, I want to say, oh, so is it Marquette or Arizona? She does a lot of, like, she can do, like, really good, like, I feel like Arizona college girl type characters. So I would yeah, like, say that. But um, I don't know. Point. I want to say Marquette just because that just seems right to me. What do, what do you think? Do you know? That's not right. Arizona? <laughs> it's Arizona. It's Arizona. It is Arizona. You're right. Oh, You're like shit. I was, I was, yeah, I was almost there. Yeah. Then, oh, what a good point, though. Her characters do kind of have, like, the Arizona, like, ASU party girl dumb. Well, know. not all of them, but you can tell that, like, enough of it. She's got some inspiration from there. Yeah. And then what did she study? 
Theater, oh, yeah. math, bonus, bonus, art, qu- bo- bonus question. What did she study? Theater, math, art, or philosophy? Oh, yeah. You, oh, you have to read it, you narcissist. Um, Listen, oh my God. I, 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 read the, I read the goddamn questions, Kyle. It's for the podcast listeners, too. So oh, yeah. what? Because they can't hear me? Yeah, because they can't hear <laughs> what the question was. <laughs> start... We well we we edit you out of the podcast. <laughs> okay, um, it's just me and I want to say like I think she's one of those people that like was sort of like um, just like a freak of nature, like good at um, you know good at characters, created acting, sort of you know like kind of out of the blue. Mm-hmm. So I so I want to say not theater. I think she's just sort of like a kind of savant, natural, you know, like my voice cracked there because it's a savant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like her so much. Um, so I not theater, and I, she doesn't seem super mathy, but she does seem philosophical. And um, I think that she would. I think she's a little like she's not that she's like so serious, but like I don't. I don't know. I don't think that. I think she would do something a little more practical than art. So I would. I'm going to say philosophy. Am I wrong? Yeah. What do you think? Though? Yeah. What does Patty think? Art. art? She says art. She's got that one too. Wow! How, ah, did, how, how did she know both those answers? She's a fan. She's a fan. All right, that's cool. She knows man. the Groundlings' history front and back. Oh man, nice. That's awesome. Well, then yeah. we'll say you got four point five out of five. That's right. not bad. Yeah. Or no, I guess it's two. I guess it's three point five. <laughs> but we'll say we'll just round up to four. Four out of five, correct? Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Well, I'm glad because I thought I thought it was gonna be like a, a ton of questions about like her like some really obscure characters on SNL. I was gonna, I was gonna be like oh, I don't know if I know those. I'm glad you got them too. Those are you did yeah. really good. I'm very happy. Thanks, man. I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what the mu- you know what the music means. Time to wave from the stage. Yep. The good the good nights as they call them. Oh, now great. Well, we'll say good night then. And then, uh, oh, hey you guys, you guys... I know you got some some news coming up, but I I, I don't know if it's if it's uh, if it's too soon to share it, or like what maybe what can you share? What what do you got new that's coming up? I don't know what you're referring to, but um, um, what's new that's coming up? Um, is anything new coming up? And they said they got some news possibly coming up. I can't think of what he's talking about. Supermansion yeah. is coming out. Supermansion is coming out. You know, Super is coming out. And then other than that, no, just trying to like write and, you know, live life do down. You, the, do the Groundling shows, yeah. That's do cool, the man. Groundling shows, yeah. But there's, no, there's stuff happening all the time. So it's like you never know what the hell happens, you know. It's the best. Nice. We are going to do, Pat, Patty and I are, we're starting a, um, like a regular improv show on like Sunday night that we're going to be doing at the... Uh, on the little stage, it's called the Gary Austin stage. It's named after the Groundlings founder. It's right across the street from the main stage, and so we're going to be just doing kind of regular improv shows every week, which is going to be really, really fun. Cool. We're kind of doing it so that we can like play more with like UCB folks because um, I don't know. There's, just, there's not a ton of crossover between like there is kind of like out in the Los Angeles world, you know, on projects, of course, but like in terms of like just improv and like live shows, there's not a ton of like crossover. So we were just thinking like it'd be fun to. You know, play around with those guys and gals a little more often. So that's kind of the plan. So we're trying to do. I heard IO West uh, shut down. I know. I heard that too. I heard that like a few weeks ago. It's a bummer. 
It's a bummer. That place is that place is really cool. I love the. It's like the only place that like has like a bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, every other improv school doesn't have that. So I read I read a big long article about it. Said that just they just opened it up on a whim and and all the decisions came through from Chicago and apparently it closed down just because. Nobody really, you know, knew how to run it out there because all the decisions weren't being made by people who worked there. They're being made via email, impulsively from Chicago, just to kind of you oh, know, no. try and make ends meet, kind of thing out there. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, because there's an improv because there's an improv Olympic in Chicago, right? That's where it started. Yeah, that's where it started, and and they moved theaters while I was living there, and it like their their new theater in Chicago is insane. They got this huge bar in the center of this warehouse, and like three Whoa. stages on each side of the bar. Whoa, is it's it cool? nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a it looks and feels like a real school slash i don't know it's wait it's, three stages on each side of the bar but are they blocked off or is it like i'm trying to pick well like, entrances to stage okay got it got it they're not like yeah. you know stages where you're watching from the bar you're just you, you so just choose just, which way to go and you walk into a show kind of thing it's crazy they do shows all the time or like some of the stages are like class classes sometimes that kind of thing i don't know i i, I only went there for the show that i was in on saturdays but it was that's cool every, every time i went over there it was like just insane it was too much fun that's awesome yeah it's good i'm sure groundlings has a similar thing going on too they're pretty legit so well groundlings is just um it's one theater and it's like a hundred seat theater it's it's pretty modest actually um oh really yeah but it's and then we have that student stage that like holds like 50 seats uh, um, I, I say student stage. It's not really. They, they do student shows there a lot. They, just, they don't do. We don't do like. We do the main shows in the main theater or whatever. But um, it's all, it's a really cool. It's just like a little tiny replica of the main stage. But yeah, it's like a little pit for the band. You've been to a camera? Camera? Have you not been to a show at the Groundlings? Not in Groundlings, no. You gotta come, man. You guys are, are you gonna fun. come when your brother comes in like a few months, or whatever? I don't know, man. I we're starting. To, we're gonna after this is the last episode of the Buscast, and I think it'd be fun to be able to like you know play some shows down there tell you the truth hell yeah yeah a lot of my friends well, from chicago have moved to los angeles and they they really like it anytime you come for a visit you got a place to stay oh cool man yeah like well that. uh and that goes for anyone out there listening <laughs> mr pickles <laughs> uh, mr pickles come on lloyd well kyle <laughs> thank, thanks again so much for being a, a our last guest uh of season two of the buscast having me i'm so honored that was so fun yeah looking forward to the third season starting next week yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs>